Hello and welcome to episode 59 of Ardent Run Club. I'm Tommy, I'm your host, and today I'm joined by another athlete from the Northeast. He's running for Elzik Harriers. He runs 10Ks, half marathons, and even cross country, which is crazy because I don't like cross country. But anyway, he's all about the community. He always shares his race highlights on YouTube, on Facebook. So please, ladies and gentlemen, please, please join me in welcoming Simon Allen. Thank you, Tommy. Hi Simon, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Good. I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> you pronounce my name properly. Like a lot of people call me Tommy, but you properly said Tommy. So thank you. That kind of caught me <laughs> off guard. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> How's your day been? Oh, it's been a bit of a difficult day work-wise, you know, the sort of day you think I oh, really just want to go out for a run, but can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, I sometimes think work gets in the way of, of real life. Yeah. Those things. Yeah. Oh, well, well, we're here now. Yeah, we're here yeah. now. So hopefully, let's have a good time. Let's just chat. And I'm sure everyone wants to know a bit about your story. So, why don't you take us back to the beginning? What got you into running? And when did you start running? Do you know, it's a, it, it's a little bit of a complicated story. I, as a youngster, I had asthma. And so I really didn't do anything, any sport, odd little bits and pieces, a little bit of fell walking in my 20s, played a little bit of squash, but I couldn't do anything sustained. I'd given up trying to run really from the age of 12 or so. And then my wife said to me, do you think we could do a half marathon? Would you do it with me? And I said, yeah. But to be honest, I wasn't that keen. But you've got to support your wife. So I said yes. Anyway, we did it. We did a little bit. And I can remember I was already a gym goer. So I was was reasonably active at that point, Mm. but but not running. And I can remember just doing the one K and one and a half. And so when we got to 4K, I can remember finishing it and thinking that's so hard. I was almost dead. And I thought, I don't want to die, so I'm not going to do this. And the least felt pretty much the same. I fast forward a little bit, a couple of years later, probably, and Louise decided that she would do that half marathon, but on a rowing machine at the gym, which she did for yeah. charity. And she raised about a thousand pounds. And wow. the following year, she decided to do it again, but this time to do a full marathon. Now, you know what I'm talking about, concept two rowing machine. Imagine doing 42.2 kilometres on one of those. Oh, my goodness. She started training. Anyway, she was getting sponsorship for this. And my cousin, Nick, in Canada, saw this and thought, oh, that's amazing. We're coming over to visit. Do you want some coaching? Now, my cousin, Nick's an Olympian. He rode for Canada uh, in Los Angeles so this is quite stunning to, to have him say do you want some coaching and of course she jumped at the chance interestingly when he came over he came into the gym and he had this shirt and it was from his rowing club the Leander Club of Mississauga which is just outside Toronto and he's had it signed by a load of Olympians world champions uh, medal winners from all over the place. Some of them said, you're doing an amazing job. I couldn't do that. Anyway, this sort of got me enthused a little bit about sport. Yeah. And I felt a bit left out. <laughs> and his son was there as well, who at the time was a professionalised hockey player. And so there was all this love of sports talk going on. And I happened to see in the gym a sign up saying, Flincher 10k. Now Flinch is a county in North Wales, which is where we were living at the time. It was only a few weeks hence, but I thought, right, I'm going to sign up for that and I'm going to do it. So I started training with only five weeks to go to do a 10k. And and I did that just on a treadmill in the gym. And it was not that easy, I have to say. Yeah. I got to the point where I managed to do 10k on the on the treadmill went out, I think the run was on the Sunday, and on the Friday before it, I went and did 10K outside, sort of on the on the route. It was just about the hardest thing I've ever done, wow. because I wasn't a seasoned runner. 
And now with all the other things I've done, 10K just sounds really easy, but at the time <laughs> it was hard. Anyway, I went out, did, did this run, you know, I got, got my number first, first time ever. This was when I was aged 50, so it's seven years ago now. So this is me starting running. Went and did the 10K. There were some really fierce hills in it. And I did it in about 52 minutes, which was not bad for a 50-year-old. So that was when I sort of got the idea that maybe I was okay at running. What was good was that the asthma that I'd had previously didn't hold me back at all. And that really is how I started. And I just haven't stopped. Wow. Go. 10K. 10k starting off with a 10k and now doing 10ks for fun doing 10k in your training like it's nothing that's easy yeah that's awesome yeah. man so yeah. when did you join nails it carries so that was uh august 2019 so i mentioned we lived in north wales yeah and i ran i ran a little bit with the local club there knowing that we were moving up to the northeast now i'm originally from this area which is why my youtube ch channel has the name it does and yeah. so this was moving home for me, although I'd been away for 45 years. All right. Yeah. And so, so this is why you don't sound northeastern. You sound posh to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm from here. I grew up in North Northumberland. That's just the family I'm from, really. So okay. That's where I was taught by my parents. Nice. I'm just the same as anyone else. So don't, don't, yeah. don't think I think I'm better than anyone else because I'm... I'm just the same. Just the same. Anyway, yeah. so moved up here. Uh, we came on, I think it was the first, first of August 2019. Moved up here on the Thursday. I did the Predator Park run on the Saturday. Joined oh. Elsa on the Tuesday. I was amazed <laughs> moving to New Bern that Elsa Carries was based in New Bern. You know, and very proud because obviously it was a club I knew of from my youth. Yeah famous club so yeah so it was very exciting yeah and so did you start racing competitively from then or did it take a little while uh, to speed to get into it well a little while i think i think that that you know when when the call went out for does anyone want to do the cross countries in the nehl this year i thought to myself cross country isn't that what kids do at school well go on then <laughs> so <laughs> yes and and that that was pretty much how it started. And of course, other members would, were entering races, and, and I yeah. got into that. And I, yeah. I had done a couple of races before that. I did the the uh, Great Manchester Run half marathon in twenty seventeen, just oh, to nice. see how I got on. Not really competitively. I did it. I did an okay time, but um, I'd done that, and then I'd done the Great North Run in twenty seventeen. I wouldn't really count them as races because I just went to. To complete them yeah so Weakly different when i start when i started racing with elza carries very different yeah so what would you say your favorite race has been then your most memorable one they all have something different don't they yeah i think each has its own personality if you take i love the the nahl cross countries they're so hard but but they're brilliant. And, and once you've done a few and you get used to them, it, I think it just really gets under your skin. I'd encourage anyone to give a few of them a go. Don't run them like a park run like I did on my first attempt. But, but <laughs> race, oh, that's tough. The most memorable in some respects. I, th I think I've got two. One would be that, that half marathon in Manchester. It was the first time they'd done a half marathon as part of the Great Manchester Run. And it was only five days after the Manchester Arena bombing. And there was a vibe in oh, the city. Snap. It was there was a vibe in the city that was, we are standing against this. And we are going to keep on going. Nothing is going to stop us. And I think one of the most evocative moments of my life probably was when the Oasis song, Don't Look Back in Anger, you know, Sally can wait was sung and everyone the whole all the runners all the spectators everyone sang along to it and it was an amazing moment it's great not many people not many people have told that to but it was it was powerful really powerful. that's amazing wow mm -hmm. the atmosphere was in another level yeah it was it was yeah in terms of the run itself 
you know, it wasn't that memorable. I, I did I did it in one hour forty five, which was really good for me at the time. I was very mm. pleased with it. Uh, yeah, but but you know, it's the whole atmosphere really make it made it, and that that's the thing with doing these these mass participation events that it is just the participation that makes all the difference, yeah. isn't it? What would you say the difference between uh, in the atmosphere? Actually, how would you compare the atmosphere of? This might sound dumb, but I haven't done a Harrier League race before. So how do you compare the atmosphere of a mass participation race to, um, I don't know, like Lambeth? Is it Lambeth? Lambeth. It <laughs> Lampton. Lampton, there you Lampton. go. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. <laughs> um, well, there aren't so many people, although they are quite, quite big, aren't they? There's a lot mm. of people run them. Yeah, Harriers League, it's really, it's really very well attended. It's very different because it's much more competitive, I think, just as a participant. Yeah. And everyone, even though I always tell everyone that I coach to run their own race and that it's not about finishing first, it's about doing the best that you can on the day. I think that with the mass participation thing for most people, it's just getting to the end. Whereas yeah. you definitely wanting to do the best you can yeah in the harrier league yeah because it's a, a team thing as well there's a lot it? more there's a lot more friendly rivalry you know there's rivalry between clubs yeah there's, to a certain extent rivalry between people in your own club but it's all very very supportive and everyone gets on really well mm -hmm. it's great it's it's great i think you know a few more people you get to know more people as 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 you run them as well because it's just a, a smaller pool of runners you know if you compare it to the 55,000 in the Great North Run. Yeah. <laughs> at most 500 that you're running with. Yeah. And you see them, you know, over the seven races, it's of, of the season. You know, mm. that, that it's a bit more personal, I think, a bit more personable as well. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Maybe I should give it a go. Maybe. You should. You should. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I will then. <laughs> um, what is, on the other side of that, your worst race that you've ever done? I would say that was the first time I did the Royal Signals relays at Hetton. And the reason okay. it was the worst was because I warmed up far too early. So uh, I was, so there are a team of six men, okay? And I was last leg and I warmed up at the same time pretty much as the people who ran the first leg, which meant it was 60 minutes between my warm up and when I actually ran. And as always, I went off like a bat out of hell, far too fast. Th after 300 metres, because I wasn't really warmed up, I thought, I'm not sure I can do this. And absolutely faded. It was so hard. And it did OK. And I was the fastest in, in my team, but I could have done a whole lot better. Yeah. And so I went away from there. Most of the time, I don't beat myself up about, about my performance. But on that occasion, I did. And I thought I could have done better. So that was my yeah. worst race. Yeah. Do you did you kind of feel that way because of how you performed or how how it affected the team or like what what was your No, it was completely personal. Okay. No, it was it was how I felt about my performance that that I hadn't done the best that I could have done on the day. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I don't think anyone's ever going to criticize you for doing a personal best or for trying your hardest. No. Indeed. But that was it was a it was an error, you know, and I learned something really important. You could say it was a rookie error in some respect. <laughs> yeah. First time I'd again. ever done a relay. It was. Yeah. Okay. And you mentioned you it was a relay, so you ran in a group and everything. I wonder mm -hmm. who are some of the some of the people that you ran with and trained with? Is it is it the same people that you trained with that you ran with in that race? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who were my <laughs> team members? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so do you train together with them, um, like yes, every every at session? The was, at the time, okay. I, w yeah, I was doing I was doing a bit more training with that yeah. group then. Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely. But I I had also down aged, so I should have been in the the V fifty, but I down aged to seniors. Okay. Just because that's what it's like when you're trying to put a team together. Not not an yeah. easy job for these team captains. I bet. Oh dear. Okay. And so now if we talk a little bit about your training then. 
do you i know you you're a coach and we'll get into that in a moment but do you have a coach yourself i don't i i mean there are the coaches in elsa carriers who i can call on but i don't tend to no i don't have my own coach it's probably something i could do with because everyone was is going to benefit from a coach of some sort yeah so what does your training look like from monday to sunday okay so do you know what i like to run on a monday because i like on strava seeing that i've got some of my miles in yeah however it starts with cross training in the gym nine o'clock 40 minutes and i do uh, strength exercises mostly on my glutes that's the main thing but also on quads, hamstrings, core. They're the main yeah. things that I'm, I'm looking at. So, so it's all, all to do with improving my running. Yeah. Then maybe I'll, I'll go out lunchtime or evening and, and do something, maybe 5K round the block or, or a 10K round the block. I do like to get a few hills in because you get a lot of benefit from hills. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, so that would be a Monday. Tuesday, I'll usually go out in the morning and do something, nothing major, again, maximum of 10k. And then in the evening, I'm coaching. So I do run in the evening. So I'll run down to, to Harriers, which okay. is about a mile. And then I'll do maybe maximum of five miles or so, maybe a touch more, six miles, uh, while, whilst coaching, depending on the session, who I'm coaching. That sort of yeah. Thing. Do you run Tuesday. that with the? I yeah, I will. Yeah, I will do if it's a run. Depends what okay. we're doing. Yeah. Sometimes it'll be continuous runs. Sometimes I'll run. I I coach the juniors on a Tuesday, and I I find that running with them. One of them once said to me, they like the fact that I run it with them because I feel their pain. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm still I'm still able to run with like that. I can't keep up with them in short bursts, but you know, endurance wise, I can. Yeah. So and then with my run home, that could be another another 10k. Usually, I'll have I'll have put in, so I can do 20k in a day quite easily on a on a Tuesday, Wednesday. Same again. It'll be something between five and 10k. If I'm if I'm doing something where specific where I've got a distance, it might be a bit more. Uh, Thursday's another Harrier's day. I'll go out in the morning, just do something up up to 10k, no more than that usually. And then again, I'll be coaching at the moment, I'll be coaching the beginners and improvers. And we tend to do about four and a half miles in the evenings. Okay. So so uh, that's going quite well. Friday, I tend to have that as my rest day. Yeah. Often because there's a race on a Saturday or a Sunday. Fair enough, yeah. Saturday I'll often be racing. Sunday might be a, a race or it'll be my long, slow run day. And that, depending on what it is, can yet be anything up to about 35k, sometimes longer. Well, <laughs> that is a really yeah, long I do run, yeah. Slow, I do it slowly, you know. So yeah. Um, when That's... when I was training to do ultra marathons earlier this year, I mean I was doing I was racking up probably at least 100k a week, 60 miles a week, at least. Dang. That's a lot. That's a lot of running. <laughs> the thing is that, that you, can, you can make your body do anything, but you've got to, got to condition it. So you've got to build up. Yeah. And if you're going to do a 70-mile ultra, for example, in a day, you need to get your body used to it before you actually do it. Mm. And there are people who just go out and wing it. But, you know, it's, it's risky. Yeah, especially when you're older, because you don't you yeah. don't heal so quickly, you don't recover so quickly. Yeah. So, what kind of drives you to continue training hard and um, like stick to that routine, stick to the discipline, and do it every week? Um, I think commitment to the club, commitment to my own health and well-being, particularly mental health. If I find if I don't run, then things get on top of me more. I'd yeah. One of the main reasons I keep on going, but I enjoy racing, and I'm and I've I discovered upon joining Elsa Carriers that I'm really competitive. Yeah. <laughs> and you know I like to do well. Yeah. And so that's that's the discipline. The discipline is is definitely internal. Yeah. It helps having having that external stuff, having the races and the club. But mm. that, that's mostly it. 
question. Do you, do you feel like as you, and I want to say this politely, <clears throat> but as you're getting older, do you feel like you're able to keep up with you from a couple of years ago? Or do you feel like? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still getting better. Okay. That's pretty good. You know, I, I wouldn't expect that to drop off until I'm well into my sixties. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's and I think that's, scientifically that's pretty well proven that you don't start losing. Oh, that until till quite late. I mean, you, you do to a certain extent, but yeah, but it's it's not it, you can it's keep not it up. a very sharp drop mm. until until your mid sixties. And the and the you the thing is that your body's like anything else. It's use it or lose it. If you maintain your muscle mass and your lung capacity, if you maintain it, you'll keep it. And if you if you don't work at it, it goes, and it's much harder to get it back. Yeah. Okay, I'm that's amazing. Like, I'm speaking as a coach here, effectively. <laughs> I like it. I love to hear that sort of stuff. And um, I was going to ask one more thing. What's your favourite sort of session today? I can't say I've got a favourite. They're all my favourite once they're over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, do, I do love running hills. I have to say, I like running up hills. Oh, okay. And so, so there's a session that, that we do at the Harriers on in Newburn, yeah, which goes up a hill called Azalea Way, and the pyramids version of that is quite good. But also, you've got got just building up, so twenty seconds, and then jog down recovery, then thirty seconds, yeah. and it's a hard session, but it's really good. So the the longest you do is seventy seconds. And then jog yeah. back down. Hard but good. Have you conditioned yourself to like that burn and like the lactic acid, or is it like, how how can you like it that much? How can you have a smile in your face saying that? So weird. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, awesome. it's smiling in the face of adversity, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Are there any sessions you don't? I like? don't know. It's just I, I I like running up hills. It's hard, yeah. but you know, I've, it's like a lot of people. I'm back to coaching stuff again. People will, I see them saying that they've just had a really poor run, very bad, and they were rubbish. And then you look at their stats and they've done their best K or their best mile. And the reason mm. it's bad, or they thought it was bad, was because it was hard. But the reason was it was hard is because they've put a lot of effort in and they've pushed themselves. That's a perspective, yeah. I'm not and so that. yeah. that's what goes on in my head when I'm doing them. Yeah, that's awesome. Are there any sessions you don't like doing? Oh, God. That's... No, not really. No, okay. you know, I just go out and run it. And I don't like. No. That's so good. Well, all right then, simple. Um, <clears throat> now, every runner has had niggles and pains and everything before. In fact, I'm still nursing my my plantar fasciitis but i did manage to get out for a mile today so that's, oh, good. that's good um have you ever had an injury so oh, i've had loads loads yeah. of them. i've had problems i've had issues with my it band insertion points just below my knees on both both legs wow. i've had achilles problems time and again um, I've had a groin strain fairly recently, which which then meant that it led on to other in, another injury, mm -hmm. which was not very good because, you know, when you injure and you try to do stuff, there's a tendency to compensate and then you injure the other one. Yeah, the other part, yeah. So, so yes, I've, I've had a good few. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, the, there are exercises to help you, you get over them more quickly and it's really important to yeah. learn those have the advantage that my sister-in-law is a podiatrist so anything foot wise you know she's she's a really good font of knowledge That's blisters on yeah. your toes yeah. loads of issues with blisters loads ah, of issues yeah you ever had a Any blister in a race sorry you ever had a blister in a race yeah oh that's absolutely horrendous isn't it yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I just, just ignore it. But, ignore you know, it. Ways, <laughs> yeah, ways, ways of, of coping with them and that I've learned that. So wearing toe socks really helped me. Wearing supportive shoes for people who would usually overpronate. I found that really helps me, even though mm. I'm not flat footed. That, that's been massive. 
Um, there's a thing, yeah, there's a there's a thing called two skin, which you could put on your feet. That really helps. And that I discovered by reading the website for the oh, the Cape Roth Ultra. And uh, it's really difficult difficult to track down, but I found the stuff and it's brilliant. And it's it's yeah. actually it's actually better than most things that 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 you would use for anti-chafing. It's way, way better than Vaseline, which is rubbish in comparison. Wow. <clears throat> Look at that. So, Learning a lot today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You the, the more you do, the more mistakes you make, the more errors, more problems you have, the more you learn. You know, yeah. and, and the all that knowledge well what they say what do they say knowledge is power so you build it up by making yeah. mistakes if you don't make mistakes you don't have the problems you never learn it that's true that's actually very true i don't think of that yeah well, look at that and you mentioned um that you learned that some of that stuff from the uh what was it the cape ultra website cape roth ultra yeah it's in, in the north of scotland ultra. it's, it's yeah. quite a brutal race yeah okay but you said you were training for ultras a bit earlier i was yeah and so i was just reading around foot care yeah. and this was one of the best resources for it was their okay. website yeah have you done any ultras yeah. yep i did the ultra north 55 earlier this Ooh. year which is a 55k run and i, I learned a huge amount on that I had lots of problems with with cramp um in oh, my damn. calves particularly but That's also the worst. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I got in the car afterwards, I was looking at my legs and I could see the muscle fibers twitching away. They were just dancing. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> That's all right. I did, I did 10K running with, with that happening. So the last 10K was hard. But that, that was a training run for doing the wall, which is, the, which is from Carlisle to Newcastle. It was in, in June. That's, that's quite a hard run. Yeah. So 70 miles, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Goodness. Yeah. That's crazy. Did you complete it all in one go? Did you have to stop did, or anything? Yeah. Oh, class. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank Sorry. you. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that then. Let's talk about your YouTube channel. So mm -mm, let me just get it up here. Where is it? Any runner with Simon Allen. Yeah. yeah. So what got you starting a YouTube channel? Do you know what? A few years ago, I thought oh, I'd really like to have a GoPro and I couldn't decide what I would actually use a GoPro for. And one of my Elsa Carrier's associates, Richard Houghton, who you know, he yeah. he he had one for a while, which he where he was documenting his training for the London Marathon. And I would say he kind of inspired me, but I'd already had the idea in my head that I wanted to do one. But yeah. as I said, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with it. But I thought that I'd quite like to document some of my running. And I think it was, yeah, it was during lockdown. I had a, a bit of money and I just thought, I'll buy that now. And, and it just seemed like the, the right thing to do. And I thought, well, if I'm having a YouTube channel, I need to give it a name. And, and just came up with a few ideas. Yeah. And, and uh, so I was, I've, I've done video in the past for... Uh, professionally and so but not not okay. for myself like this and so i just i just started doing things and i make these yeah. for myself and if other other people like them that's brilliant that's awesome. it's really for my own enjoyment so what yeah. i've done is i've taken two hobbies and put them together the running yeah and making so what sort of videos do you make then is it yeah what sort of videos is it uh, for the channel or other things? Yeah, for the channels, for the channel. Okay, for the right. So I've been doing a few on cross countries recently where I've carried the camera around with me. That's mm. a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? If I was really pushing in a race, I probably wouldn't do it. But because I'm just getting back to fitness, yeah, and, you know, that, I've been able to do that. And then others, it's just go out and and just talk to the camera and some of my thoughts but you know I've got my interviews which with with various runners where we talk about some a bit of music that inspires them for their running so yeah I don't know if you've read any of those but there's yeah, one yeah. called Desert Island Tracks which was inspired kind of by Desert Island Discs on Radio 4 yeah uh, 
you know, yeah, I wished uh, one bit of music. Yeah, but, I watched you know, I watched Letha Whitton's episode on that one because yeah. obviously I've spoken to her in the past, so it was it was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so I've done that with with a few people. I've got I've got a few coming up as well. You as well, hopefully. Yes. All right. We can arrange that. Just need yeah, to get yeah. healthy again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, what else do I do? So things while I'm racing or running, just whatever I feel like. As I said, I yeah. do it for me. I don't plan them. I've do got. I have got some other plans for some slightly historical ones. So when I'm out for a run, the places I run and the history of the area where I'm running. I've done a little bit of that, but nice. I've got a plan for one about. We do lots of running along the, the what was called the mineral line, railway line. It's not, and the wagonway, which goes between Newcastle and Wylam. So right. I don't know if you come across Hagbank Bridge at the other end of it, but to there. And there are lots okay. of abandoned stations. So I just think I'll do something along that. And it's historically significant because it was the railway line that George Stevenson built. And it goes right past the door of the cottage where he was born. So, right. you know, so there's, there's, there's some interesting yeah. stuff there. You know, this okay. area is such a lot since I was a child, and I can still remember it the way it was. Oh, really? Oh, mm. that's actually pretty cool because it, it kind of takes that. It, it's, it's more than just running, isn't it? It's more than yeah. just. And obviously it's just for yourself and like you're saying, it's mainly for you and, and your passion, but it's like combining the, the history of it. Because we talk a lot about the history of and the heritage of um, athletics and running in the Northeast, but mm. to go deeper into that, I guess that's um, that's really good. Yeah. 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 Really interesting. Uh, and other things, you know, I, I'd probably start putting a, a few of my coaching things just together, but I just haven't done that yet. Yeah. But I will. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about coaching then. So mm -hmm. you said you coached the juniors on a on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, yeah. What actually got you into coaching and when did you start coaching? Okay, so I it was about 18 months ago. There weren't enough coaches for the juniors, and so the call went out, would anyone volunteer to do the course? And so this is run leader rather than coach. So I did the UK Athletics uh, uh, LERF course, which is leader, Leadership in Running Fitness. So I did that first. And that's where you, where you go out and just, just really lead, lead a, uh, a group. And so I did that for quite, quite some time. And I haven't really planned on going any further than that. But earlier this year, I've been thinking about it. And I saw that the, there was a course being run by England Athletics and put it to the Elsa Carriers Committee that I would like to do, do the extra training. And they, they agreed. And, you know, I'm really grateful that the clubs enabled me to be able to do that because I get a lot out of learning stuff and yeah. then passing that knowledge on. Mm. So it, it's just one of those things. It's, I, I just like, like, passing the knowledge on that I have and and that's how I got into it really and it's obviously it's not just the juniors who I coach yeah okay so what do you coach like all the age groups then yes uh, I not the more advanced runners uh, of the seniors or the adults okay. I, I I on a Thursday I take the our beginners and improvers out and we also run a uh, a new runners course it's similar to couch to 5k but it's called none to run and with that none one run. it's over nice. 12 weeks instead of nine and so it's a gentler build-up and so it means that people who have failed with coach to 5k before because there's a big jump at five weeks Is it? so people really? who don't get past that are more likely to get past it in none to run so that's why we chose that so i i tend i lead that part of our club as well so we get we get new runners in. That's really um, good. I think that's yeah. really really. Uh, we we talk about this. <clears throat> sorry, I talk about this all the time with a couple, with a couple of my friends. Um, is that running 
it's such a community like once you go and in, get into it it's such a community but sometimes it's so hard to get into that community it's mm -hmm. like you don't like when you're starting out you don't know what to wear you don't know where to run you don't know how fast you're supposed to run how far you're supposed to run so having something like that none to run sounds like a really really good way to get people involved that yeah. whoever came up with that is a genius nice one <laughs> there was a guy in a canadian guy who, who came yeah. up with it and I got in touch with him and, and had a chat with him about it and, and we implemented it. And he's, he's really excited that a, a, an historical UK running club is using the programme that he put together. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. I hope a lot of people get involved in that then. Um, it just seems like a good way to get fit and healthy and just to get into the sport. It is, and it and make new friends and yeah. you know, particularly with us so many people working from home now mm. that a lot of the social aspect that you might have had at work has gone and so something like this is a really good way of, of yeah interacting with other people exactly oh for sure absolutely and um, i know you you follow so do they have a set course a uh, set uh what's it called there what's is a word? set a set program yeah program and yeah. it's yeah, so it starts, the first week is mostly walking. Okay. So you'll do like two minutes of walk and 30 seconds of run, and then back to two minutes of walk for 25 minutes. It's actually 20 minutes in the first week. Okay. And so in that, how how is it different? Like, as a coach, do you get to add some of your personal flavour into that, or do you have to keep that separate and do that for when you're coaching, for instance, to juniors or...? Oh, no, de definitely, because we start with, with warm-up stretches, which obviously I have put all that together. And the encouragement is, is very much what comes from me. And okay. the, just the whole way we structure it. So we have a, we have, in Elsa Carriers, we have a buddy system. So for every person who joins the Nun to Run, we have a, an experienced runner that they're buddied up with. So that buddy will be there for them to talk to, should they have any questions or whatever, just to make that personal contact to, to help encourage yeah. that person to keep on going right through the course. That's really good. And yeah, so that's something I put together, which which none to run the official program doesn't do. So yeah, I mean, it's very much got my personal stamp on it. That's really, really good. That's really good. And so you kind of follow that, you've got your personal stamp on it, but then with the coaching of people that aren't in the none to run group, it's more, Simon Allen led. Yeah, very sort of much thing. so. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how do you decide what what session you're going to give and what works well for your athletes in that sense? Uh, it's, it's them coming up, getting to know them. And I talk to all of them about what it is they want to achieve, what their experience is. I look at, I look at how they're running, not, yeah. not just the distances, the speed. I look at the technique and look at the areas that they can improve. And everyone can always improve. Yeah. So what do you think the most important thing about coaching is? I think it's, when you're it's, coaching? it's being being kind and having patience. Mm. Because you can make people feel pretty rubbish about themselves if you're not. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Really you know, particularly at the moment, there's a really uh, big discussion going on about well-being and safeguarding particularly for female athletes but it's the same for male athletes as well if you make people feel like they're worthless they're not going to do much that's of worth yeah that's true so that, how do that's you my, that's my view. you still got yeah. to challenge people obviously of course yeah but you challenge them to be the best they can be not as yeah. good as the person who's always going to be better than them. Okay. That's a really wise out outlook on it. And how do you maintain the camaraderie between all the athletes that you coach? Because handling like a group of people, like they, there can be times where there are disagreements and everything. How can you maintain the, the peace and the unity in, in the group? Um, I've never really seen that in the groups that I lead, okay. most people, are, they encourage each other. And it really, it's through communication and encouragement and talking to the athletes, 
what I tend to do is I'll run with each, if let's say it's one of the four and a half mile runs, I'll run alongside each one of them in the group at some point during the run and have a chat. Okay. See how they're feeling. That's really good. And maybe give them, give them a little pointer as to what, what they could do a little better. Yeah. Only one thing, give people too much to do, they, they'll forget some of it. So one thing on, the, on each session, maximum. Yeah, I remember when someone told me that one thing at a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, it's too overwhelming. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I get what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, so, of, some of the things you're trying to teach people is mm-hmm. to get, bad, get past bad habits that they've had for years and years and years. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's difficult to make a new habit. Yeah. It's a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so, so, there's, so often I'll be encouraging people to continue doing what they started on a previous session. So it's reinforcement. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. As opposed to <laughs> condemning and yelling at the bad thing from, from yeah. I don't know, yeah. that they do and stuff like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just the framing of it. That's, that's really important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so some, sometimes it'll be, I'll, I'll actually do the action. Yeah. And I'll ask people what, what they've seen that I'm doing and let them analyze it. Yeah, so they learn themselves. So they learn it, yeah, sort of guided learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. What do you think you've learned about yourself through coaching? Um, That's different to what you learned about yourself through running. That's kind of combining two questions there. (laughs) It is. Mm. That's a difficult one. Mm. So Uh, we take it one at a time. If you tell what what you learned about, yeah, go for it. What I've learned about myself from running is that is that I'm pretty tenacious, yeah. and I'll just keep on going until I till till I achieve what I want to achieve. Yeah. So you know that that can be getting to the end of a run, not giving up. I don't think I've ever given up on a run, never pulled out. Great. Got got to the end no matter what. Even if it's a case of slowing down, because I can't yeah. cope with it, I've, I've got there. Yeah. Uh, in terms of coaching, I think what I've learned is, is is something that I probably already knew, and that is that I like I like helping people, like helping people achieve what they want to do. Mm. So one of my businesses is is helping people become successful running an e-commerce business. So I do a lot of coaching in that area and helping people do that. And I've always helped pe- I've always enjoyed helping people make money yeah so it's this is, this is a different sort of achievement but it's still yeah the same sort of thing yeah you know so wh- whether that's that's a technical thing how do i make this work so that i can earn that or how can i market this so that i can make more sales or how can i mm. make a video for example that's going to explain what my business is all about and some of the time, a lot of it, I'll be I'll be actually creating the thing for them, and and so a lot of the time, I'm showing them how to do it themselves, or a mix of the yeah. two. Yeah, that's really like that that selfless attitude. I want to help somebody else. That I think we need more of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we really need more of that. That's a really good example. I think most people are willing to help, but they don't get asked. Hmm. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> I literally never thought of that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, do you know what? There's that, you know, there's, um, if you don't, there's that, that, that saying, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. And people, people forget to ask when they need help. Oh, yeah. That's true. You hear that, everybody? Ask questions. People yeah. are willing to help. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It, do, do you hope to achieve or accomplish anything personally for yourself through coaching? Um, do you know what? I would love to, to coach an athlete who could go on and become an international elite. It's yeah. not something I desperately want, but I would love to do it because I, I think that would be such a fantastic experience. Yeah. Because I'm not going to do that myself now. I do have ambitions for my running but I'm not going to get to, to be an international, international elite runner. Yeah. But it would be very exciting to help someone do that, to achieve that. Yeah. And 
as a runner, do you have anything that you want to accomplish and achieve? Yes, yeah. I mean, I would love to be able to qualify to earn an England vest in one of the various disciplines, you know, be it, be it the Masters Cross Country or, you know, the, the age group events in something like half marathon or yeah. 10,000 meters or something like that, 10K. Wow. So, so yeah, I, I, I've got a lot of work to do that. I'm not a million miles away and it's yeah. certainly possible so long as I stop getting injured. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that's the main thing that you've got to focus on, just not being injured and um, maintaining well, that? Senior coach in Elsick Harriers, the first conversation I ever had with him, he said to me that one of the main things as an older runner is to avoid getting injured. And... You know, well, I, I did listen and I completely agree with him. But on the other hand, you still do stupid things and push yourself too hard. <laughs> and, and so he was right about, about how hard that can be. Yeah. So that, yeah, it's a re really important part of it. Yeah. So that's going to be the main place to focus for you if you're yeah. going to improve and everything. That's really good. And it's, it's good to hear that you know what you've got to do um, because uh, some, like, if you, if the answer is like, I don't really know. <laughs> like every, as you said, everybody has to improve. Everybody can improve in some area. And you know that it's whether it's like, I've got to look after myself and make sure I don't get injured. And you've got to, yeah. you know, a plan of action as to how that's going to work for you. So that's really mm -hmm. good. That's really good to hear. Awesome. Well, look, we're coming towards the end um of this but before we end i always love doing what is called the find your fire round and so it's just yeah. a few quick questions that i've got prepared for you here um just to get to know you more as a runner get to know you more as a person and just i guess to have a bit more fun so are you ready to get into it yeah yeah sure awesome so the first question i've got for you is what is a race that you've always wanted to run i think the boston marathon okay Boston. Why Boston? Uh, because it's the most iconic marathon. It's the oldest one. And obviously you've got to be pretty good just to qualify to see yeah. if you can get in. And yeah. I have not run a marathon. I've run the distance, but I haven't run in a foot marathon yet. So, okay. so that, that's an ambition. Awesome. I'll do London first, probably. Good. That's, that's, that's amazing. I love London. <laughs> Awesome. Um, what is a location you've, you've always wanted to run in? Location. Do you know, I like, I like going overseas and, and running and I've, I've run in some amazing things. I've done a half marathon in Australia, which was hot. I've done, I bet. I've done a half, half marathon in Lesotho, which was hard because it was all above 2,000 metres, 6,000 feet. It went up to, Whoa. and the oxygen, the oxygen depletion makes it really, really hard. Fantastic place to train at altitude, listen to. Yeah. Lots of hills as well. Uh, do you know what? I, I do, I would love to, to do more running in Africa. Yeah. And I can't tell you exactly where. I've got some ideas. So there's some, but just, just anywhere I go, I like to go for a run. Uh, I've run the full the full length of the strip in Las Vegas a couple of times. Those Jeez. sort of things. Just, you know, something that's iconic wherever I go. It's nice to that's do. That's awesome. Yeah. Or every time you go on holiday, you take a pair of running shoes and some shorts. Absolutely, yeah. I love it. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, okay. Cross-country. Oh, I said that incorrectly. Cross-country, road or track? What's your favourite? All of them. All okay. different. <laughs> <laughs> they all they all have their different difficulties and pleasures. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, do you prefer running in a group or running solo? Do you know? I, I, I haven't really thought about it much. You know, it's nice running running with someone, running with a group. So I do like that, but I also yeah. don't mind running solo. It's yeah. Do you do those those Sunday long runs by yourself? You often, yeah. Yeah. So do you know what? It's fantastic headspace. Yeah, I bet. Do you not listen to anything when you run or do you? No. Okay. So I wonder um, if you were to interview yourself, 
on your on your uh, YouTube channel, what would be your song? Since uh, you don't have one. Oh, I do. Oh, I've you do. already told you what it is. I I haven't done that that episode yet, but it's the the one I told you about Manchester. Oh yes, of course. Um, is it Oasis? The Oasis song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just because of how it made me feel on the day. Yeah, that's awesome. It's not my favourite song, but it's it it means something. It's it means something. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I really love that. Um, okay, do you prefer running or coaching? Equal, They're both equal. equal in different ways. Yeah, because I feel like the the coaching probably more fulfilling in a sense, but the running is more like in a personal like health and better. Yeah, one's personal thing. achievement, one's a fit fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Got that. Um, all right. Do you have a favorite race that you've ever seen? That I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. No. I do quite like watching on YouTube the American cross-country things and thinking, that's not cross-country. <laughs> you know, Honestly, yeah. Running across these wonderfully manicured golf yeah. courses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think about what it was like at Akeley Heads the other day, and it was... Oh, you know, that looks horrible. It was mud, mud and snow and pain. Yeah. Did you do that race? <laughs> I did, yes. Oh my goodness! I I didn't get out of bed. Like I wasn't down to do the race, <clears throat> but I remember coming home Friday night, and I was just really upset because the weather was just too windy and too cold. And then I was like, "Nah, I'm not even getting out of bed on Saturday because the weather's just horrible." I mean, I did get out of bed, obviously, but i was like have you, nah, have you never heard the just... saying there's no such thing as bad weather only inappropriate clothing okay i've heard that i have heard that saying but yeah well i don't know yeah i used to be i used to be a fair weather runner if it was raining i wouldn't go out i'd wait for it to stop but yeah. it's something else that i've i've got from going to elders and Harry's <clears> is particularly as a coach i can't not go if it's raining heavily i go out i just put a a, a running jacket on you know with a hood so I've got a, one of those uh, on cam likers. It's really good for that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. fair enough. Okay. Um, do you put everything on Strava? Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. You like, you mentioned looking at your athlete stats. I'm assuming you like looking at the stats for yourself as well then. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I think, I think you, you can compare yourself against what you've done previously and yeah. uh, get, get worked up when someone takes your crown. <laughs> you drive out to that place put your watch on sprint up the hill and then you're done and you get it back <laughs> no that uh, to me that's cheating so I wouldn't. yeah it's cheating I'd to me fair. yeah I, I go out and on a run uh, there's a there's a a segment near here in leamington on union hall road and there's a bit mm. called the graveyard hill sprint and i had the crown on that for about a year but a couple of people have overtaken me recently and I'm nowhere near fit enough to try and take it back. But uh, oh, I, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> Someone nicks your crown. <laughs> yeah. When I get that back. Okay. Uh, do you have a favourite athlete? I think, yes, kind of. I've got a few that are, are, are follow what they're doing, but but yeah, Ailish McColgan. Yeah. She's, you know, she's she's... She's at the age now where she's done a lot at, 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 at a high level, but she's transitioning now to doing longer runs and she's doing really well. You know, so yeah. seeing her do well at the Great North Run. And I, I was the team leader on the last water station on oh, the Great yeah. North Run this year. And it was really great seeing her come through. And though, although she didn't win, she was second. It was great being able, seeing her come through early on and being able to say, come on, Ailish! <laughs> do you think she and heard then, you <laughs> um yes she did i mean I, I pinged her on on twitter later and yes she certainly did and uh, uh, i've done the same with callum johnson a cup up there and also the big half in, yeah. in london in london and, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah and and he came 10th in both of those so um, mm. and obviously because i know him you know there's there's 
yeah, I like to support him. But there's an interesting, well, a funny story that I've done the the national cross country once when it was in Nottingham, and I saw Callum go over the line when he won it. Yeah, because he was just ahead of me. But the only thing was that I had another lap to do. <laughs> Yo, yeah. So you were like, come on, Callum. Oh, I've got another lap. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> good, good to see you. It was good to see you. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> um, do you have a favourite pair of running shoes? Uh, not for the really, road. no. For the, road. I, for the road, yeah, not really. I, I'm currently running in uh, Brooks Launch GTS. Now, yeah. I've tried lots of them. I find the Brooks shoes, they're quite, they're generally a bit narrower. And yeah. so they, they fit my feet better. I'll often find that I need to buy women's shoes to get them to fit my feet because they're a bit narrow around the ankle. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm in men, men's ones. These seem okay. I preferred the Ravenna's, which were yeah. supportive. I found that they were pretty good, but they've, they've, they've superseded the Ravenna's yeah. with, 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 the, with the Brooks with the launch I, I think I, so I can't really say they're my favourites you know I'll get them to 800k I'll then buy a new pair and I'll probably buy another pair of those but I found that, that the Ravenna's I, it solved my blisters problem quite a lot Yeah, and, and so I'm hoping I haven't done enough running in the, in the launch GTS to, to do that but so far they seem okay that's good. That's really good to hear. Um, do you have a favourite book? Favourite book? Yes, probably Dune by Frank Herbert. Okay. Did you watch the movie? Like the new one? I haven't I haven't seen the new one yet, but I will go and see. In, interestingly, it was my mother's favourite book as well. Ah, that's awesome. Friends in the yeah, family. Uh, I read Shuggy Bain, which won the uh, Booker Prize last year. And I didn't find it a real page turner because the narrative didn't really grip me, but it was beautifully written. Just really, yeah. really good. Fantastic. That's, that's awesome. I love it. You've got a lot of books behind you. So yeah, I like right. reading. Yeah. Yeah. Those Sweet. are mostly business books, so <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> those are interesting in their own way. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite film? No, I don't. I've got I've got some favorites. Really? So so something like uh, I really liked Alien. It was a completely genre-defining sci-fi film. Um, That's Toy crazy. Story <laughs> redefined animation, for yeah. example. Wonderfully written, great music, fantastic characterization. Yeah. That's awesome. Last mm. week I interviewed Jay Bowley from Jaron Heaven, and he also mm. said Alien is his favorite. He said he yeah. loves Alien. Yeah. Yeah, a Blade Runner, another one. But interesting mm. that both of those are Ridley Scott films. Oh, interesting. You might have a favourite director then. Yeah, so Blade Runner yeah. was really good. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. showing my age here, aren't I? <laughs> you showed it at the start, mate, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, do you have anything that's still on your bucket list apart from running Boston? Yeah, I wanted to climb Kilimanjaro. Ooh. Uh, I do have another YouTube channel called Survival and Bushcrafts, which is my brother and I run a website about that sort of thing. And I do yeah. make videos of climbing mountains as well. That's Walking awesome. mountains, not the sort that you've got to get ropes and so on. Yeah. So, so you know, we did one on Ben Nevis in the summer, that sort of thing. And, I, and Kilimanjaro has been something I've wanted to do for quite a while. Have actually got it booked for October next year, but I think we're going to postpone it for another year just because of the whole COVID situation. Yeah, yeah that's gotten away of a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and after that, so we come down from there and then we go yeah. on a camping safari in the Serengeti. That's the plan. Oh, that sounds awesome, mate. Yeah. Mm. And um, finally, do you have any hidden talents? No, I'm, all my talents are on full display. Okay. <laughs> okay. You get what you see. 
I'm with you, absolutely, yeah. Talk, talking is probably what I'm best at. <laughs> yeah, mum mom, mom used to call me Talk Talk Tommy. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm down with that as well. Awesome. Hey, before we finish, is there any one athlete that you want to hear on this podcast anytime soon? Um... I'm trying to think of who you've already had on. Uh, no, not really. Uh, do you know what? I would really like you to have someone on who's who's fairly new to running. Okay. You know, a, real, a real beginner and talk about what it's been like for them getting into running. That's a really good shout, actually. Didn't think of that. Thank you. I will write that down and I'll make it happen. And before we yeah. finish, do you have any advice for anyone who's getting into running and wants to be really good at it, Simon? Oh, absolutely. Consistency. Run three times a week, twice with a club. I would absolutely advocate joining a club, but run yeah. three times a week. That's brilliant. That's awesome. Well, listen, guys, make sure you connect with Simon on Facebook, Simon Allen easy and subscribe to his youtube channel ne runner with simon allen um your boy will be on that soon i hope so we'll set that out <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> what was the other what was the other one called again simon when you just mentioned oh survival and bushcrafts but don't worry about that okay well the main focus is any runner with simon allen yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy it and you'll see some familiar faces on it as well. Um, follow Ardent Run Club on Instagram and at This Is Ardent on all of our social media for updates on this podcast and us over here at Ardent. And subscribe to Ardent Run Club so you can be the first to know when the new weekly episodes come out. Any last words before we end it, Simon? Uh, only keep on running. Keep on running. This has been Ardent Run Club, episode 59 with Simon Allen. I hope you learned something. I hope you've been inspired and I hope you find your fire. See you next time.